if it's someone that like means a lot to you um if they say something that really hurts it sucks like I, i'm not saying i'm perfect i do it to my I do it myself. Some people and then after I'm like sure. I'm sorry. Um, so just don't take everything too serious. Keep looking forward and moving on. Um. Welcome back to the Yeti Voice podcast. This week I spoke to Jean Hillier, piercer and laser removal tech at East Coast Customs. He's one of my favorite people. He lives his life with honor, does everything that he does with all of his power and passion. And he is incredibly, incredibly loyal. I hope you enjoy this episode with a cup of tea and absorb everything that this wise dude has to say. And if you are in the Port Elizabeth area and looking to get pierced, go down to East Coast Customs and hit Sean up. He'll do it with a smile. Sean, yo, how long have we known each other, bro? Um, I think I started riding. Well, riding Walker Drive Skate Park in, Jesus, I don't even know the year, but it was, I think I was like 14. So we've known each other about 15, 16 years. So I think I was like 13, 14. So we've known each other for like, we can almost start drinking age and driving cars. Yeah. 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 Well, we can start sneaking out in other people's cars already, can't we? Yeah, exactly. Not that we're condoning that. No, no, don't do that at all. Um, We've never done that. No, it's just the thing we've heard people do. Um, (laughs) 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 I'm fascinated with your uh, with your what you're currently doing because you know you've got it's what I'm currently doing. Yeah, man, it's just so weird. How since when we used to kick about in a skate park on bicycles, things have changed so much. I mean, and you've you've bounced around the country in so many different places and done so many different things. And at the moment, Pretoria and Joburg, Pretoria Joburg PE, Pretoria Joburg PE, Pretoria Joburg again and again. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, just stay here already. We'll just go somewhere and live there. Don't come back. (laughs) Exactly. Well, just move to Cape Town. It's nice. Um, <laughs> I, I'm fascinated, though, because now you're doing what I figured you'd probably always end up doing. Because when, when we were riding and when we were not riding, it was always like either metal music. It was documentaries about body modificationists. It was horror movies. It was, you know, just it's all the general... Things, yeah. It, it came into this. So, for people that don't know, man, <laughs> no, you're a you're a piercist and you do laser removal of tattoos and all, right? At East Coast Customs. Yes, I do. Yeah, How man. did you get into that? <laughs> okay, so, um, so how can I put it? The 27th of January. Uh, what year we in? 2021. So two. Yeah. So it was 27th of January. Um, 2011, I just got out of school. Like it was my first year out of school. And I actually, I was like, I, when I left school, my mom was like, you need to find something you can do for the rest of your life. Something that you can like go places. So I was like, okay, I want to, I'm going to be a piercer. Like screw this. And I went and, you know, I tried to get in originally like the old school East Coast. And then, um, they were like, uh, Sean, the owner. 
was traveling and all that stuff. And then, so he couldn't actually take me on as an apprentice at that time. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I started doing panel beating and spray painting and all that stuff. And I started getting really into that. It wasn't something I wanted to do, really do for the rest of my life. It was more, I wanted to do it as a hobby. And then as the years went by, I like, you know, carried on doing panel beating, spray painting. And then I eventually just started like painting and, I started getting like really good at it, but I started getting bored of it at the same time. It wasn't, I, it wasn't me. I need to see new people all the time, talk to them, you know, see the, I'd like always tell people if I could get paid just speaking, paid for like just speaking to people or just watching people, I would, I'd be a millionaire. I'd be so happy just for the fact that I can sit and talk to someone. Um, so yeah, like that's where I'm more of a people person and especially people that share the, like share that with me, like also being people, pe- people, people. <laughs> so people, 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 people. Man. <laughs> so like at the end of the day, like um, I had my own shop, one and only paints, and then COVID happened. Which, like I was like, I can't do this. I shut it down. I was like, I'm just gonna go work for someone, and it's fine. And then I ended up meeting up with Sean again, and then. Him and I opened up a body shop together and we were chilling and, you know, um, like just making work happen, you know, just so we can have income. And then the one day I saw them post on the East Coast, um, you know, we're looking for male body piercers. So then Sean then came out to the workshop and I was like chatting with him and I like made a joke, like, yo, dude, I was like, you know, 10 years ago, if you took me on as your apprentice, I would probably still be, you know, piercing by you. And he was like, what? I don't remember that. I was like, well, flip it was 10 years ago. Like, I don't expect you to remember it. I'll just remember random little things throughout. I can't remember what happened a week ago, but I can tell you what happened <laughs> like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So then he was like, okay. And I was like, it was legit just a joke. I didn't mean it in any way or anything like that. And the one Saturday, yeah, one Saturday night, he's like, hey, dude, uh, will you meet up with, with us at um, Bay West, we want to chat. Um, we want to have a meeting. And I was a manager, obviously, of the workshop. So I was like, okay, cool. Come and scroll. And like, I'll go through. And I walk into East Coast. And I say morning to everyone. They're like, yo, um, if you go, um, they're waiting for you at Parker Taco. So I was like, Kiff, let's go. So I mission over there. I put my bag down and I go there. And I'm sitting chatting to them. So they're like, yo, so you keen to do are you are you serious about body piercing i'm like hell yeah man i want to do this since i left school obviously this is what i want yeah i looked around like carried on chatting random stuff so sean looks at me and goes okay cool you can start right now it's like tevra's waiting for you uh she's gonna show you around you know show you where everything is and you know as the piercings come in just stand by her and she'll explain how everything works and i was like cool man I'm fucking down for it. And then, yeah, that's where it all started. And that was the end of October, beginning of November, end of October. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do that, man. And then from there, yeah, man, it's just being like, I don't know, you can't say like a snowball because that, when it's snowball effect, it's worse, like the worst shit ever. But it's the opposite. So it's, I guess it's snowing <laughs> or it's melting. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> it's the opposite of the bad one, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so, yeah. awesome. Man. You meet some really cool fucking people doing it as well. 
and get How are you finding the journey so far? I mean, it's, it's quite, you've had it since October, but this for me feels like a life journey for you with all of the, I mean, we've watched some strange documentaries, man. I mean, extreme body modifications and yeah. like real odd stuff. And I've never once heard a moment of judgment from your lips against any of those people. You're just keen for people to express themselves in whatever way they want to. Yeah, well, I think, that, I think at that stage, I was rocking like, like two blood rings, freaking light stretches, my tongue ring. You know, I never went extreme, but it was because like my mom was like, you do that, I kick your ass and I'll shit my mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> as it is, like my first four tattoos were on my legs so that I could try and hide it, even though someone ratted me out every time and told my mom, hey, Jean's got a tattoo, got a new tattoo. So, Amazing. you know, and then eventually my mom got chilled with it and I started getting more and more and more ink. So, yeah. But yeah, dude, exactly. Like, it's all about... um like they say in modified, um, modified the documentary. Like they say, it's you putting just a person putting on makeup, tatting their hair a certain way, just your normal everyday things is modifying yourself to feel comfortable in your own skin. And I didn't experience that ever. Like if I took my lip rings out, I was like, hey, something's missing, and then I forget about it. Be like, okay. But when I took my stretches out, um. For one of the jobs, I was one of the shitty jobs I did. When I got back home, I was like, something's missing, man. Like, I feel uncomfortable, you know. And I got home one night and I'm like, shit. Because I don't have my stretches, like, I don't have my plugs in. So I was like, hmm, screw this. I pushed them back through my ears. It sucked so bad. <laughs> my, I was at 10 moles and my holes shrunk down to like a three. And I was just, I was at like a rebel kid that, I didn't want to wait. I just, I had to have it now. So yep. I was like, bam, through and I was like, what am I doing? It hurts so bad. And my ears are dripping with blood in my freaking bathroom. And I was like, well, I've done the one. I've got to do the other. Yeah. <laughs> just banged up the one. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't condone that to anyone. Don't fucking do that. It's a bad idea because shit can go south. <laughs> are there now, any other experiences that you've had with piercing before you were a piercist? Before you knew what you were doing, before your friends knew what you were, they were doing, that you remember that kind of, you also wouldn't condone any like hard one lesson. <laughs> so I messed up badly <laughs> a few times. <laughs> yeah. The, the only before I started now um, doing piercing um, and actually working at the tattoo shop. And your tattoo and piercing shop. Um, I only ever had two piercings done professionally. And that was my eyebrow when I was extremely young. I think I was like 12 years old. Yeah, I was 12 (laughs) years old when I got my eyebrow pierced. (laughs) And the year later, my mom was like, if you take your eyebrow ring out, you can get your tongue pierced. At least that you can hide. And I was like, okay. And I took my eyebrow ring on and got my tongue pierced. But I didn't mind because all my friends like you kept jumping on me and ripping on my freaking eyebrow. So I kept fucking bleeding and never healed up. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the only two I ever got done professionally. And then after those two, um, I was probably around 15 when I decided, you know what, like 
a bit on my lip and I was like, it's not that sore. So I took a normal pin and I boiled it and I literally just stuck a pin through my lip and I was like, hey, it's not so bad. Figured out, hey, you can find 14 gauge needles almost anywhere. And I was like, hmm. I'm not going there and I'm like 16 years old asking the chemist for 14 gauge needles and they're like, what the hell do you want this for? And I'm like, I want to pierce myself. And they were like, huh? I'm like, it's not drugs. It's better than drugs. At least it's not drugs. I could be asking you for 14 gauge needle to shoot heroin and, you know, just instead of a little needle, I'll use the biggest one I can find because I'm extreme like that. <laughs> you know, I could say something like that to them and they would definitely not give it to me. Yeah. So instead they gave me, yeah, they ended up giving me a 14 gauge needle and I went home for one day. I actually didn't even do it at home. I did it at Kenny's house, dude. Oh, okay. And yeah, <laughs> I ended up going to Kenny's house and I was like, fuck this dude. And he had like a whole bunch of extra like jewelry. So like I saw one of his, I like, boiled it in salt water, ran to the bathroom, shoved this needle through my lip. Ah. Like, I made a, I made a marking and I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. And like pull my lip down, like shove the needle through. I can't tell you if it was straight or skew. I can't even remember. I think the first time I did it was skew. And I still remember putting the needle out and doing it again. Yeah. And then putting the jewelry through, tightening it up. And I was like, well, I just did it. I got a lip ring. Like, yeah. And then my mom saw it. I took it out. So I ended up doing like one lower and then. Saw it again, took it out, do it again, do it again. So it, it ended up going like all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually she was like, you know what? It's fine. You're out of school now. Like, it's cool. You can do it. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up piercing like two on one side and then the one would fall out and then I pierced another one. And then one would fall out and I pierced another one of the, like the one next to it on this side. Then one would fall out and I pierced one on this side. So I was, I was constantly just like re-piercing myself constantly whenever one fell out. Because obviously we're flipping 18, getting drunk constantly, just losing our minds. You know, you don't feel if a ball falls out next minute, you're like, what the hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, it's my lip ring. Cool. Put it in my pocket. Don't worry about it. I'll put it back in later. Get home that night. You're like, oh shit, I can't do it. Oh, well, it's time to pierce again. (laughs) And then a friend of mine, oh, do you remember Roly, Roland, man? Um, Roland got the bright idea the one day. He got 14 gauge catheter needles and he, was, he got the bright idea the one day. Dude, pierce my nipple. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. You're crazy, bro. Like, I've seen the bad shit that can happen. I'm not doing it. And he's like, do my fucking nipple. And I was like, bro, I'm not fucking doing it. And he's like, do my fucking nipple. I was like, you make the marks, bro. I'm not making the marks. You make the marks, I'll do it. God damn, man. That was probably the most stressful fucking time ever for me. I'm piercing my, one of my best mates. And I've never done this in my life. It's not like, it's not like I'm piercing my fucking lip. It's piercing someone's nipple, which is like the most, for me personally, I fucking hated that shit. I took that stuff out. Like within the first like four weeks of having it. And then I was just like, nope, I'm done. Like, I pierced his knuckle. I actually did it. And I was like, dude, this looks 
fucking terrible. I'm not fucking doing this again. Uh, and he got the bright idea that I needed to give him a surface piercing as well. And not yeah. one. I had to do two. So if we did the one, we had to do the second one as well. And I was like, right. So I ended up doing those as well. And yeah, just no, don't do shit at home. If you don't have the right equipment, don't fucking do it. It's fucking stupid. I look back now and I'm like, God damn. What the fuck was I doing 10, 11 years ago? I was a fucking idiot. Why would I do this? I think I pissed some other dudes a little twice. Really? Yeah, like one, one. Uh. Yeah. Like, it was just because, like, he was like, hey, dude, who did you lift? I was like, I did my own. He was like, cool, you do mine. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that shit. It's stupid. Like, I could have fucked up really badly. Thank God it didn't. But, yeah. The Romans here, man. Yeah, dude, he's in China now, married with a baby, Razor, Razor's cut cute, really, like, yeah, man, I really fucking miss that dude as well, like, same as Kenny in China, mm. like, never fucking see these people anymore, when we do see them, we're like, it's like, <laughs> all over again, it's like, when I just get a chat with you, like, on a video call or something, it's like, super amped on life. Yeah, man, it's rad, bro, it's, it's good to find people that things don't change, you know? Yeah, exactly. And if things do change, it's always for the better. And it's, how can I say it? It's like, yeah, everything always changes for the better. Nothing really ever gets worse because obviously we are adults and we know how to carry on with our lives. Yeah. You know, some people go through really, really shit, like bad, like really, really bad shit in their lives. And they just like, you know, they keep laying on that and it sucks. Um, where you get others like us, shit, that's really bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out when we get there. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And then the one day we'll end up like hitching, you, like shit, mm. shit's going down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, cool. Maybe we should take it a little bit serious now. Mm-hmm. And then, like a week or two after being a bit serious, we like. Oh well, shit's not changing. <laughs> it's time to move on. Yeah. You know? So it's just is the way it is. Can't control so, everything. Yeah, man. Exactly. It's yeah. Exactly what you're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always fun though, I guess. Like you know, going. I can say like crying every day. Like, hmm. You see something different all the time. You get people that drop you absolutely fucking nuts, and then like. And like a week later, like your best friends even like <laughs> so confused. Yeah, I think the confusing yourself I and mean, Max I think it was Max Gertig who said it. It was a writer for We the People. He said it was a great quote on their website. Um the picture of him doing the ridiculous things down steps. Uh the quote was confusing yourself is a way to stay honest. And I think that that stuck with me my whole life. Well, you're always confused, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm constantly confused. I'm constantly like in trying a to figure something out. Just like blown away by Wait, something and trying to figure it out, you know? Just yeah. Or just staggered at how badly things have turned out on the odd occasion. I mean, you know? <laughs> like going for a sandwich. Yes, yes. Well, that, that was the whole thing in itself. And now we've got to tell that story, of course. Oh, damn. 
Dear me, Jean. Uh, so, so, go ahead. Tell, tell the, uh, tell okay, the I'll tell it from my side. I don't know what you were doing before you fucking fetched me, but I was at Pool City. I was getting hyped. Yeah, you were getting hyped and drank wine <laughs> the last time I remember. <laughs> and I was at Pool City. I think I just finished my second beer when you phoned me and were like, Where are you? I'm on my way to fetch you. And I was like, I'm at Pool City Walmart. Okay, cool. I'll be there now. I need you to come with me somewhere. I was like, okay, shit, I'm serious. I need to go with this dude. And next minute, I remember you pulling up, me literally dropping and ditching my friends. Like, cheers. I need to go and see what's up with this dude. You and I go in the car and you're like, we need to go and get a sandwich. And I was like, what? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but we need to go for a drive first. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I think it was like eight, nine o'clock at night. And you just start driving. And I'm like, okay, cute. You know, cool. And you get on the highway. I'm like, dude, where the fuck are you getting the sandwich? No, bro. Have you ever had a sandwich from Red One More in, uh, in East London? I'm like, bro, I've got a, I've got a driver's test tomorrow. <laughs> I need to be home before fucking eight o'clock. Don't worry, I have you home now now. It's only three hours then, three hours, six hours, more than enough time. You can even sleep in the car. I'm like, okay, cool, come and go. I never said no to you. I was always like, okay, cool, come and fucking do it. <laughs> I knew it was going to be an adventure. <laughs> and then we end up going, causing so much shit on the way with each other. Got there and it was closed. <laughs> yeah. Because who the fuck serves sandwiches at like one in the morning? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I hadn't thought that through. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. it was like, shit, uh, we need to go the fuck home now. So we got snacks. I'll never forget. We stopped at a petrol station. We got snacks mm. and we were driving home and I was like, dude, I need to fucking pass out. Like I'm going to force it. And you're like, no man, it's cool. Just pass out. You know, I'll wake you up now. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you woke up, you woke me up by screaming at me. John, what the fuck is going on with the car? It's <laughs> smoking. And I was like, what the fuck are you on about? And I remember looking forward and right in front of me where the water bottle was, was like plumbing out into the windshield. And I was like, huh, that's not good. Stuck my head out the window and I was like, bro, this thing's bubbling. We need to stop. And I remember we stopped the um, side of the fucking road. I think it was like not even 20 minutes out of, oh no, it was about a, like a half an hour out of East London. And I remember looking in. Yeah, I remember you opening up the bonnet and it was just like, and I was like, yeah, it's a bad fucking idea. Just keep driving. So you were like, just keep driving. Fuck this, just drive. And I was like, okay. And then, because it can't get worse, right? Yeah, it can't get worse. Exactly. (laughs) So we (laughs) we ended up stopping at um, at the police station, which had one person in it. I think in the dodgiest fucking area, because there was literally no lights. That was the only light we saw. (laughs) And got water from him, and threw. This dude thought there was something up, 
And then we ended up throwing water in the in the car. And then thinking, that's fine. We can carry on now. And then we carried on driving. Not even five minutes later, did the same thing. And then we got, I remember, Korea van to tow us. That was the scariest thing on this fucking planet. Because those folks were doing like 130 k's an hour with a meter between us and the fucking van in front of us. I didn't stop screaming the whole time. Yeah, I remember. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And you kept laying on the brakes. (laughs) So by the time we stopped, the brakes were like non-existent. I remember your calipers being... I mean, your your brake disc being like glowing red. And then... I think we got to Port Alfred. Yeah, we got to Port Alfred magically. Yeah. And as we stopped the car, the sun was busy rising. And we looked at each other. We're like, how the fuck are we going to go from here? <laughs> and as we looked forward, the car went, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, I don't know where we're going from here. Um, <laughs> and then... I remember that's when I, I decided I, to take things serious. It was one of those moments. Maybe we need to be a little serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit serious. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, dude, I'll just have to rebook my license and all this shit. I should have just fucking rebooked it. I am failing anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it was the water pop that ended up fucking exploding as we stopped. I remember that. And then there was by some mechanic up there. And then I was like, I'm sleeping. <laughs> and then, yo, you ended up finding randomly a shuttle from fucking Port Alfred to PE. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And then I slept the whole way. They literally woke me up on the highway and going into Westering. And I was like, Sweet, this way, this way, I'm here, cool, bye. Got in the car. I mean, I got into my house and I, like, passed out until, you know, the driver lady fetched me. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, dude, we've had, yo, that was a crazy-ass adventure. And, like, I think I only saw you, like, for a day, not even a day, like, two weeks after, and then you moved to freaking England. <laughs> like, straight after that. That was our like little road trip because you were leaving. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. I don't even, and <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly why that idea happened, but I'm glad it did. Even though it killed the car, you know. I mean, it. So that car had so much taken into it. I'm surprised it didn't die before that. So how did how did BMX? How did music? And how did people like Roland, with his, frankly, quite insane decision-making, but quite legendary decision-making at the same time, not that we're condoning the behavior. Uh, don't do this at home. Don't. Um, even if it's fun. Don't. Do not. No. How did these people and these experiences and riding bikes and, like, how did that all influence your life and life your journey to becoming a piercist. To be dead honest, I would have probably been a little bitch if I didn't ride BMX. I'd probably want to play rugby and run around in the field, not saying anything bad about it. It's just not me. Mm. I'm the one, you know, even with MMA, it's 
yeah, I've got my team, but when I'm in the cage, it's me by myself, and all I do is I listen to my coach. Like, that's it. Yeah. But most of like, the other 50% is me by myself. I, this whole shit of, give me the, like, give me the, no, it doesn't work for me. Um, so when it comes to, when it came down to BMXing, it's, I met, funny enough, actually, that's where, not like really met him, but it's, well, you can say I met him for the first time with Sean. I actually met Sean at the skate park down here, down me. Um, flipping hard. Down, again, 14, probably 14 years old. The first time I ever met him. And it wasn't like, hey, I'm John, you know? It was just like, hey, that's Sean. Okay, cool. You know, hey man, I'm John. You know, that's just, that was just it. And then, Obviously, Jean Mayer, um, with his big ass tunnels and yeah. you know, full blown tattoos, all that legend himself, man. Yeah, and killed at BMX and still killing it up in yeah. uh, Joburg now in Pretoria now. Yeah. You know, ended up meeting him. Yeah, him and I ended up like kicking off, becoming really good friends, and he like taught me just you know how to ride. Like he yeah. just gave me that edge. And then obviously you just making me do all stupid shit and my friend Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Kutzer making me do stupid shit. So it's like, you know, eventually just, it, it was a collaboration of someone going like, don't do it like this, do it like this. And then the two of you going, just fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. Ended up making me ride and wanting to ride harder. I had the so attitude where I had imagination with bikes but i didn't have the skills to do that stuff myself and i really didn't want to end myself as badly as you often ended yourself i mean like you broke yourself off and i just didn't want that to happen to me so i just thought i remember one particular occasion near the beach there was this sort of big stair set into grass and i was trying to get you to 360 inch it because i knew there was no way in hell i would ever approach 360 this dude that was my favorite you probably set. could that was my favorite set of stairs of all time. Like, I wish they didn't revamp it. And I wish they just let, they could have revamped everything and just left those stairs. I would have been happy. Yeah. <laughs> Those were good. Yeah. Uh, I ended up doing a full blown, like my, the one picture I had. And like I said to you last night, I lost everything, man. Mm. Um, was I did a turn down, down those stairs, but the picture just looked so crisp and it was so beautiful. And, yeah, it's it's weird. You get so mad when you ride because you're trying to land tricks and it's just not fucking working, and you know you just get mad at it. And mm. but at the same time, as soon as you stop riding for the day, you feel so relieved. So it was like a a love hate relationship with riding BMX. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you know, do you having if I ever when oh, fuck back then I was always having a bad day. So get on my bike and have a ride. <laughs> you know, just to chill out. Yeah. So that like helped me a lot. It kept me out of a lot of trouble as well. Got me into trouble, but not really bad trouble. It was more like get the fuck out of here. You're not meant to be in here. Trouble. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, just trouble in general with like my mom. Like I just run, get on my bike, and I'll just leave instead of shouting at her, getting into more shit. <laughs> yeah. be like, can I just go ride my bicycle, please? And she'll be like, yes, go ride your bike. Get on my face. I'm like, cool. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to ride my bike. Um, music, your dude. 
bad times, like obviously my grand, my grandfather, my great grandfather, like whenever someone like passes, there's always music that just keeps you going or anything yeah. bad, like in life, we put you like real down, like anything can just, any good music can always just bring you back up. Um, I've been asked, like I used to go to work, um, no, I'm four years ago. Um, I had like a decent sound system in my car. Not like the best, but I had like, it was nice. Like I enjoyed it. It was like the perfect amount of everything. It wasn't too much. And I remember listening to like cool tunes all the way, like every day on my way to work. And my boss asked me the one day, like, how do you always get to work so happy? I was like, listen to good music. And I was like, just get excited for the day. I'm like, yeah. you know, I was like, yeah, you guys are probably going to ruin it in a moment. But I mean, <laughs> you know, like at least when I walk in here, I can at least put a smile on someone's fucking face. And if they're not smiling, I'm going to do something to make them smile. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. And they were like, she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Why do you think I always have headphones in my fucking ears? Because I just don't want to hear anyone. I just want to be by myself and listen to music, you know? And that was like a shitty job. Obviously, like, see the same faces doing the same thing every day. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, it just it helps out a lot. You know, like, like yeah. corn, lamb of God. Like, we used to jam that shit a lot. You know? Yeah. And, like, I always, always like, pumped up. Like, fuck it, man. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You know? <laughs> and especially, like, if we were on our way to go session, like, we'd be like, pumping tunes and, you know, car and like get there and I'll be like fuck yeah it wasn't even like we needed to warm up it was just yeah. get there get on and go blast something out yeah it may just be a silly 360 but I mean come and see how much higher I can do it than I did the fucking last time exactly. yeah it was just always something stupid going to my fucking head and I'm like I want to try this it's <laughs> impossible because I've never even done it but let's try it so yeah, man, music and BMXing, pretty much, you know, meeting Jean. I think Jean was the one that pretty much, like, influenced me the most when it came to things in my life, because he used to be a piercer. And then I was like, it looked like fun, and I was like, Fuck, I want to do that. Yeah. And then um, music, I wanted, like, I loved singing. I grew up with my granddad singing, and... I was actually, I also want to sing, but I don't want to sing like, la, la, la. I want to be like, la. So I was like, cool. And then Jean could do that. So I was like, cool, man. Please teach me. And then he showed me. And then it was like, cool. Now I've learned that as well. And then, yeah, dude. So like a lot of the stuff, I was influenced by like friends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether it be good or bad, I was, <laughs> I was still influenced by my friends. And I don't think I've changed like really anything. Like it was all fun. No matter what, we're always having fun. So now that we're like fucking adults and everyone's moved all over the country and all over the world, that it's like we sit down. And like, oh shit! Like yeah. fuck, man, I miss you. Like I'll fucking phone you and be like, "Yo, dude, I fucking miss you." Yeah. We really need to make a plan, even though the budget and the fucking cash flow is like hell no. Mm. Like I need to make a plan. Come up to you. Yeah. So it's uh it's constantly like that, that flow of 
Yeah. I need to go and see this person. I need to go and see this person. I want to go and see this person. So, yeah. Everything started somewhere and it's the reason why you and I are fucking friends today and wow, I've lost so many friends over it over the years and I've gained so many new ones and you know, there's a constant flow of losing and collecting new. So, (laughs) people, (laughs) people just need to like, like everyone needs to just relax. (laughs) Yeah, man, there's something you coming every day. Like, whether it may be bad today, it will be better tomorrow. That's it. That's it. I struggle with that sometimes, man, but you help me a lot with um, remembering that, you know, because I get, I get bogged sometimes and then you just keep well, me in that space. I still do it. And get by, you know? Exactly, man. And that's the cool thing between you and I. It's like, you'll always message me like, hey, dude, how are you? Like, randomly out of the blue. And it's weird because something, those days sometimes, like a lot of the time, when you ask me, I've been like, down fucking how am i gonna get through this day these people are annoying the shit out of me like you know or like something's happened and i'm like oh fuck and then you're like hey dude how are you everything okay and i'm like how the fuck did you know this <laughs> i'm like what and then you know they'll just chat to you and then you'll be like yo man i'm sorry i haven't spoken to you in a while I'm like, no man it's cool. like you probably got shit going on like, yeah, and then you and I will chat about like what's going on in your side. And then the thing is like you and I are constantly helping each other out. So it's always a, it's never never stagnant. We always try to better and pump each other up for something new. That's it. So you know, you may figure things out a bit quicker than me, but at the end of the day, we still help each other. <laughs> How many stupid things have you stopped me from doing again? Like, are we over a hundred yet? Have we surpassed that milestone? Dude, I lost count. Yeah, well, <laughs> you figure things out quicker than me sometimes too, mate. <laughs> you know, also, if I knew about stupid shit you want to do on your basketball, I'd be like, Jeff, bad idea, bro. Ankles. Yep. Your ankles aren't young no more. One <laughs> 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 of these days you'll be hopping around in your videos. Be like, yeah, I'll be on now. Just give me a half an hour because I need to get from my door to my chair. Yeah, my yeah. It's just next to me. Then <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I'm so excited about um, that I'm becoming, as I get older, I get more and more excited about it, right? Um, so like one of my best dudes, Perry, he has two daughters now in the UK, which is ridiculous and exciting. And they're the coolest kids and like, they know who I am and, you know, we send each other videos. Like me and his oldest daughter send each other videos. She's like four, like to his phone, you know, she'll like say, hi, Jeff, like ah, making sounds in the camera and stuff. She calls me Uncle Jeff for a while uh, because she was born. Um, she learned to speak. She got to the point where she was like learning to speak quite well and learning her first few songs and things. And around that time uh, was my birthday. So Perry got her to sing happy birthday uncle jeff to me in a voice note which was adorable and it's a voice note i still have but for months after that regardless of whose birthday it was she would sing happy birthday uncle jeff to them <laughs> well done everyone became jeff because of you 
That's it, man. I'm a wizard. But Perry, you, John Mayer, Roland, Kenny Jones, all of these people we've been talking about, and so many other people that we haven't mentioned. I'm not going to go through the damn list. That would be boring. Um, but there are so many... And I'm talking specifically about men here. Men who are very honorable and very uh, driven in their own way. And it's usually in a way that they can't really explain to anyone else, but it makes sense when you see their vision. Um, like my journey makes no sense. Your journey makes like crazy no sense. It's all over the place. Like mine's the same. Penny Jones has had a strange old journey as well. Yeah, he knows what we And it's... It's exciting to me, and I'm so much more grateful for it the older I get that there are there's this core of men that I've met in my life who are honorable, who are above the sort of my aunt would call it low vibration stuff, you know? It, it's kind of like they're not violent, they're not arrogant, they're not full of egotistical nonsense, they're not they're not the kind of problem men that are becoming more and more targeted in the world, you know? They they just decent honorable dudes and it's something that more and more people need to see and when you became officially a pierced one of the first things i said to you was this is mind-blowingly exciting because you are one of those men that anyone of any religion any gender any whatever they are could come to you and feel so comfortable non-judged you're not the kind of person who would like, like be inappropriate in any way in the workplace because I know you and I know your heart and I've gotten to know you over the years. And for me, just having another person in a profession where people are, people are being vulnerable with you, they're showing you their bodies and it's, it's a, it's a, by definition, a strange dynamic. But I think that you have, the best shot out of everyone I know of operating in that space in such an honoring way and in such a, such a healthy and positive way. I love that. And that's so important. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah, man. It's, it's, yeah, you got to make people feel comfortable. You can't shout at them being idiots. They're scared. They're scared. You need to like calm them down and be like, yo, you know, just take your time with them. Yeah, you may have like 10 other people outside, but those 10 other people can take five minutes where this yeah. one person just needs to take 20 minutes. Yeah. So thing like, I always say like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, you need to hurry up. I'm like, no, but don't tell me what to do. I've got my way of doing things. You had your way. I've got my way. Hmm. And I end up just talking to people and eventually like, cool, this is how I'm going to do it. And you explain everything to them. And they're like, cool. I'm like, I promise you, it's quick. I won't do it if it's going to take forever. And they're like, eventually like, okay, fine. Let's just do it. Yeah. You know? And then they lay back and I'll pierce the ear and nose with a lip, whatever they want. And it will be quick. And I'll tell them like, imagine the most painful thing in the world. Like I was like, imagine this person to be the most painful thing in the world. What's the worst pain that you've been through? Some people are like, oh, I've given, or some of the ladies have been like, I've given birth. I'm not going to let you scared of it. Hmm. And they're like, Oh, you're right. And then it'll be like, I broke my arm, I broke my leg, I've done this, I've done that. I'm like, have you stomped your toe against the, the, um, like against the cupboard or, you know, the door or something? 
yeah, I'm like, well, it's nothing like that. That's like <laughs> way worse. I'm like, my favorite thing is, have you ever been stung by a bee? Yes, well, it's nothing like that. And then they're like, and it's funny because no one asks me, is it worse than the bee sting? Or if it's not as bad as the bee sting? Yeah. So I'm just like, have you ever been stung by a bee? No, uh, yes, it's nothing like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then obviously, um, you know, working for East Coast being obviously one of the, fuck, they've been around for years. Since I can remember, they've been open. And, you know, obviously meeting Sean back then, he was also quite an influence without even knowing it. Yeah. Like, without even talking to me, just seeing him. Oh, it's cool. You know, I've always been into, like, since like the age of 13, I've been into, or even maybe younger, I've been into tattoos and piercings. And, you know, my whole life I've been, I've loved piercings. And then, obviously, I got older, um, because of work and places, you got to take them out. And I was just like, I'm not going to worry about putting them back in. I'll just stretch my ears bigger and you know, get a nose ring because I've always wanted a nose ring and yeah, other things. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's all, it was all about, um, you see these guys, you know, you hear about, uh, the body suspensions and implants and all this. And I was like, who's doing all this stuff? And it was like one person. I'm sure. Shit, like, you know, people always say to me, like, oh, why don't you just try and get an apprenticeship somewhere else? And I was like, no, 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 no. I only want to learn from this dude. Yeah. I'll only want to learn from someone that's learned from this dude. Like, I don't want to learn from anyone else. That's why I was like, cool, you're not going to take me on. I'm not doing it. And I left. That day, like, I left. I was like, cool, I'm never doing this because if you won't take me on, I'm not doing it. Ten years later, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. Time is a weird thing. Yeah, and like Kenny said to me, he's like, thank God you didn't do it when you were younger. You have probably mutilated yourself. Like, yeah. I was like, why would you say that, bro? And he's like, dude. And he's like, you're a loose cannon growing up, man. And mm. no one knew what was next with you. And I was like, yeah. you know. And then like, I'll pierce my nose or like I'll just get a piercing. And I'll like, tell them about it. And I'm like, dude, obviously you do that. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're very dedicated. You are very dedicated. I mean, you've learned restraint. That's one thing I will say. And I think that's probably what, what Kenny's point is, is that now yeah. you, you've, you've learned, you know, maybe think about it first. Yeah, I That's true. Like, you know, I, I started there and I was like, I want to piss. Yeah. And I, was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I don't want to do my lip anymore. I've done that already. Hmm, what else can I do? <laughs> Let's do that. Now, now I'm like, <laughs> fuck, no, bro. I've, I've, I've hit the max. I don't want to do it anymore. I've got gauges like that. That's about it. Nice. Like, there, yeah, got my nose. Yeah, and, yeah, that's it. I don't want anything else. I'm happy with my life. Yeah. Like, you know, people are like, oh, why don't you piss me up? Ah, no, excuse me. Fine, thank you. Yeah. I haven't done it twice. I'm never doing that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> It's like my tongue has to fall out and magically my hole has to close. Even though I've had it for 16 years, that hole has to magically close. 
It's fine. It's gone. It's never getting pissed again. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah. Measuring falls out. It's fine. It's gone. Never have to piss out again. I'm done. <laughs> it's, for me, it's just all about the experience. I've done it. Yeah. I don't need to do it again. Um, Nothing to prove. It's all for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, my ear was like, my ears are the only things that, <laughs> that I'd actually like. If something had to happen, that I'd probably redo because like, it's just, had my ears pierced since god dude my mom pierced i think this year wow when i was like two and a half years old with freaking piercing gun <laughs> when that's when the piercing guns were like scarce mm. and her friend randomly had one <laughs> he ended up yeah you know, and then mom did this year for me i was like two and a half years old dude so Nice. It's her fault that I'm where I am and what I do today because she started it. <laughs> influenced you, man. Yeah, man. You know, mom pressured you. So not even. I don't even think she asked me. I think she was just like, "Come here, come sit down." <laughs> <laughs> That's your mom, dude. That's the sort of thing she would do. That is precisely oh, the sort of thing she would do. <laughs> I would love to actually sit down and ask her, like, "What the fuck did you do that for?" <laughs> There's a few things that I'd love to ask her. What happened there? And I think all parents, but your mom was always so uh, like welcoming and non-judgmental. And I mean, like between me and you, things got loose, you know. And and she either rolled with it or she gave you a whack when you needed it. But or she'd be like, Jeff, just like, go and fucking sleep. <laughs> There, there, there would be sometimes a reprimand, but it was always such love, man. I remember that the most about your mom is that it was just like, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that like strict family reprimanding? If I can put it like that, like you want to, you know, it was more of like a please rather don't do that, rather go and chill out and do something because <laughs> you and I would like get there drunk, like. <laughs> Two bottles of beer, like, ah. my mom would be like, you guys are not leaving the house, go to the fucking room, go chill there. Like, I'll yeah. make supper later, so you guys can sober up. Jeff, you're not fucking going home, but I need to know you will not leave. Like, I remember, like, her doing that shit. Like, she did it to all of us. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Lovely, man. Lovely woman. Yeah. And she's, she's raised you to be absolutely mental, but incredibly quality gent. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, she got something right there. I don't know how. Yeah. I hope I have those qualities. <laughs> you do, man. You do. I mean, you, you learn them from the best, and there you go. That's what happens, eh? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Sean. Same thing with uh, with John Mayer. Yeah, I agree. We'll all learn somewhere, <clears throat> somehow. You know, like even Kenny, dude. That dude, fucking, like when we made. <sighs> The two songs that we ever freaking wrote, or he wrote like a million, but I mean, I, I like put in the two, like, really, that pushed me so hard to do things that I never knew I could do with my voice. And I was like, shit, you know, that, that, that sounds cool, man. And then, you know, Karen recording the song, and it was like him that pushed me, like, I think he pushed me more when it came down to. Because obviously I knew Jean first, and then I met Kenny and Sh and Kevin in there. So like, and then I think it was like Kev that I mean Kenneth that like pushed me for the music side, and then Kev um, like pushed me for like the panel beatings, spray painting. Like he taught me a lot. 
he taught me actually everything I knew there um, with the panel being spray painting. <clears throat> Kenneth helped me with levels in my voice. Jean taught me how to write BMX and pretty much, how can I say, like opened the door and was like, yeah, all the fun things I can show you. And I was like, thank you. And then obviously Sean being the person that was like, hey man, you still keen? Sorry, I don't remember that, but come in, let me show you. Let's do this. Yeah. So, you know, everyone plays a big part and a big role. In it. So, mm. like, Sean helped me out so much. I literally had nothing. I had no work. I had nothing coming in and literally flipped it around from when we could start working again in lockdown um, to now. Like, I'm doing way better than I was. And, like, had, like you know, had off to that dude before actually believing in me and being like, yo, come do this. Like, I know that you're struggling. You know, you're a good kid, come do this. So he helped me out. <clears throat> he helped me out a lot there. And it was great, man. I'm super, super grateful for him helping me out. There. I can't hear you. What happened? I muted my microphone. Um, <laughs> you, you've got uh, you've got gratitude in spades, man. Like you, you're always thankful for everything that everyone does. I mean, even if they give you an peanut, you're very thankful. You know what I mean? You, you just want yeah. those dudes. You got to, you, you, no matter what. Like someone gives you a thousand rand, and someone else gives you one rand. Like. I will thank them exactly the same. You really didn't have to do that, man. But thank you. Like, I really appreciate it. And it's just the way it is. Um, it's, I don't care how much you give me. At the end of the day, I'm going to thank you. Like, if a hobo has to, if I drop my phone and the hobo comes and gives it to me, I'm going to thank that dude the same as I'm going to thank a CEO of a great big company that gave me a thousand bucks. Like, yeah. I'm going to be the same. It's, yeah. You know, you got to be respectful to everyone. And, you know, you always just got to show, you got to show it, man. So, you know, like I say, for example, I hope it gives me, or if I drop my phone, a guy picks it up, it gives it to me. I'll be like, dude, thank you so much. Like, you know, like I really appreciate it. You really didn't have to. I could have done it. But the fact that he helped me, thank you. <clears throat> Someone else does something else for me can be bigger than that for me or can be like yeah man thank you you really don't have to but you know so it's the thing of treating everyone trying to you know the key there is trying yeah yeah treat everyone um equally Mm -hmm. and that's what i always try and do i know i know sometimes i mess up and i'll I'll be like you know i'll treat people bad but it's I don't mean to. Hmm. Probably just my words that come out wrong yeah. that make me, or like something's gone wrong before, or, you know, <clears throat> I've just not had a good time with you. <laughs> and I'll just be like, yo, man, like, go away. Like, that's the only, probably, probably one of the only times I can think of that I'll actually treat someone bad. But if they, or if they're being an idiot, like, <laughs> if I'd be like, dude, you need to stop doing drugs or stop drinking so much and stop focusing on yourself and then you go 
yeah, 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 and leave and go buy yourself freaking more drugs or uh, more alcohol. I'm gonna be like, bro, what did, I, what did we just talk about? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then that's where I'll be like, that's where I'm talking down at you because I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but the tables have can flip to me as well because you know we get raucous as well. Bro. Like yeah. we drink, we're having fun. We don't want to stop drinking. We want to carry on having fun, and sometimes drinking leads us to be assholes. <laughs> Yeah, so happens. It happens, but I mean, it's. I see things differently, hmm. so I'm not going to mention names. But a friend of mine, a few years ago, like started messing up and all that stuff, and he just became bad. Like, and he was like 18. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Dude." Relax, you know, like mm. stop fighting with your family, stop doing this shit. Like, I've been there, something's gonna happen one day, you're gonna miss your fucking family, man. And Chris Bob, shit happened, and I was like, fucking told you, don't you regret some of the shit you've not done? And he was like, bro, I should listen to you. I'm like, yeah, yet then he leaves and carries on being like a complete punk, and I'm like, Right. But now he's only pulling himself around. He's doing way better for himself. And, you know, shit is going way better for him. He's still, like, yeah. mentally, like, like us. He's fucking completely crazy. But he is doing so much better for himself. And I'm way, like, I'm really proud of him for, like, pulling himself through. Like, he's, they've got, like, him and his girlfriend have their own place now and all that stuff. And he's, like, doing really well for himself now. So I'm, like, nice. I'm super happy. So yeah, cool. Now you can carry it. Like, my thing is, don't do stupid shit until you can pay for your stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, get your own place. Like, oh, my place ain't dandy and like, big and shit. But I mean, I live here. Like, I don't live with people anymore. Yeah. And it's like, out of my experience, it's have those, have your own little area, your own place, and then you can go stupid shit as long as you can still do everything like pay for food and all that stuff then you can go do stupid shit if you can't pay for your normal life then don't do stupid shit because bail is fucking expensive <laughs> that's it <laughs> you know and then like our driving laws and all that stuff like have become so crazy and the traffic cops are insane now like you know I was just driving the other end of following us and I was like I'm just gonna pull over into the parking lot because I really don't feel like talking to these guys. And it was like four of them, and they looked stuck up in the house. I was like, just stop the car. Took the key out, got out the car, and went for a walk. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't have time for these guys. Yeah. So, and then like 20 minutes went by, got, we went back to the car, got in the car, and carried on with our little journey. So I was like, yeah. yeah. It's just some places and some people are just too much. Because now they've got authority, now they think they're better than everyone else. Yeah. I had a police woman pull a gun on me and my mom because we were trying to get to the airport. Uh, in Port Elizabeth as well. Um, it's one of the things that she remembers super vividly because she was, she was freaking out. Um, because I was trying to ask her, I hear you that you don't want us to use this particular road. I think an event was happening. Uh, but is, I just wanted to say, is there another way to get in? 
That was my question. And I, I, I sort of walked slowly towards this woman saying, can I ask you a question? Which is obviously extremely threatening. And she pulled out her gun, pointed it towards me and was screaming blue murder. Something about get back, get back, get back. So I, of course, turned around, got back. And uh, we just, I don't know what we did. I can't remember what we did. I was quite sort of chatted about because of that woman was just so aggressive. So like desperate and aggressive. I don't know if she had PTSD or if she was like, like something, but she, yeah, man, she, she came swinging down like you won't believe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, well, I'll tell you, a lot of the cops probably do have like hectic PTSD, mm. you know, especially with calm and all that stuff, you know, dropped. So it, they've probably been through a lot. So, like sometimes I'm like, yes, you guys are really like you're taking this way out of proportion. Like then I'm lucky. I don't really get stopped a lot, and I don't really have to deal with cops a lot. But I mean, dude, sometimes it's too much. Like I just see shit, and I'm like, really taking it out of proportion. Yeah. But at the same time, then you see what happens to the cops, and you're like, that's why they take it out of proportion. That's it. Media is the cuckest thing on this fucking planet yes. because they only tell one side of the fucking story and not the truth. Yeah. I hate that shit. Hate yeah. it. No good. Because man. if that's, dude, I never read. Everyone's like, have you seen the newspaper? Or when last did you read? I don't. When last did you watch the news? I don't. When last did anything to do with, um, <laughs> What is the media called? Because obviously what we're doing now is media as well. But I mean, yeah, this yeah. is social media. That's like yeah, yeah. public media. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. but I mean, when it comes to that, dude, it's your, you, you're literally battling between what he said, what, yo, what she said, what he said out there and on here yeah, where yeah. no one actually gets to put their, no, you, know, you don't get to hear both sides. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time, even in the state, all over the world, media just wants the followers. And yeah. it's bullshit. Yes. We want followers because we want more people to see us and more people come to us so we can help them. Yes. They want followers because they just want to like, make money. Yeah. That's it. That's a big difference, man. And I'm hoping it'll shift. At some point, that more people will be doing it for better reasons than not. Yeah. Well, I've, um, obviously, because of piercing, hey, I met some cool people. And I think I met one journalist and one person that's studying to be or studying journalism. And I was like, So are you a liar or do you tell the truth? I literally asked them like that. And they were like, They like looked at me. And I, like, obviously the student, I was like, are you going to be a liar or are you going to tell the truth? And she, like, obviously I was like, <laughs> but I fucking meant that shit, dude. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, I like, she was like, I don't know. I was like, please just, whatever you do, tell the truth instead of being the media today. Yeah. Don't be the newspapers today. Be, be the next generation where they actually tell the truth. Yeah. yeah. What's going on. Don't try and twist the story. And then she was like, she's like, okay. 
<clears throat> same thing with the journalism or with the journalist i was like do you lie or do you tell the truth or do you twist things to make it your own and she was like like they just looked at me and i was like yes who do you write for what do you write for and they're like no come on we just write stories like she's not proper like journalism they do it but they do like more write-ups about things I was like, mm. and then <clears throat> yeah lawyers as well bring my favorite question so you're a liar or you're a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy man but it's good that you're asking this i mean it's just like you know when uh when uh, what do they call it? They call it like planting the seed of thought or something in somebody's head. You know, like you're just, yeah, you're just dropping a little thing there. Leave it with. That's what I always do with everyone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just that little. Yeah. Just put that little touch there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now this time is my day. And then <laughs> somewhere down the line, I'm going to see it and be like, "Hey, didn't I tell you to do that?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> that's really good, bro. I, I love. I love the the passion and, and the, the sort of honor that still continues through man as a theme in your life. Like it's, it's really sick. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's a lot, really a lot of the time, like, you know, you, you just sit around or if you just sit talking to people and you know, learn a lot and it's cool learning. I love it. Not in the sense of learning where I can use it again, but just learning the way people see things. Um, like, I didn't give a shit what you are. Whether you, you can be a Satanist, you can be Hindu, whatever. I don't care who you are. Like, cool, you can give me shit about, it's weird, everyone always gives me shit about my religion, I'm a Christian, but I mean, everyone gives me shit about it, and I'm like, or they'll just talk bad about a Christian, and I'm like, I'm Christian. No mm. ways, and I'm like, yeah, ways. <laughs> I listen to music, it comes from home, but... <laughs> I still believe in uh, my God. So, yeah. like, yeah. now what? And then they're like, but how? And I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm limitless, bro. That's why. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, they're like, but you, but you got an evil clown tattooed on you, or like, you got evil Alice, or you've got Jason tattooed on your knuckles. I don't know how much shit that's on. Like, you got Jason <laughs> tattooed on your knuckles, or. You got so many tattoos, you got stretches, and I'm like the next generation of Christians, man. Yes, the next man. Generation. Yes, like boy. the next time, the next 10, 15, 20 years, you're gonna walk into a church and everyone's gonna be covered in tattoos and piercings. Now what? Yeah. Is it still gonna be frowned upon? No, because all the people that frown upon it are fucking busy retiring. That's it. So it just needs to happen faster so more people can get tattooed and pierced. Yeah. You know, the, the less people are worried about what's covering your flesh bucket and more worried about what's riding inside of it, the better, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, man, like who, who wrote the book that said um, it's indecent to have tattoos that can be seen? Who says it? There's a limit, though, to me. Um, mm -hmm. Offensive tattoos mm. is a bad fucking thing. So having an mm. offensive tattoo... Where everyone can see it. Okay, fine. I understand. I've got like, I have a mandala. It's cherry blossom with a water droplet mandala. 
for example. Um, okay, and then obviously Jason on my knuckles. But I mean, the, my mandala is pretty. It's beautiful. I've had people from all ages tell me, yes, it's stunning. We did it for you. And I'm like, oh, Sheldon um, from Otherworld, he lives now in the UK. He did my hand for me. And they're like, oh, boy, it's beautiful. Um, so it's like they, you know, it's not something offensive to yeah. the to the public. So getting, but then I have people going, oh, you've got tattoos. I would have never hired you. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, well, pro- probably more hardworking than you than you were. So how are you going to tell me that you wouldn't hire me? I'd probably make your business better. I'm saying, oh well, no one you don't might, hire right? me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in a position in England where I had a bit of say in who who was hired and who wasn't hired, and odds on, if somebody walked through the door with with tattoos and stuff, and like, you know. Some of my best dudes had tattoos, had face piercings, like visible tattoos and all, because you'd have the short sleeve shirt, you know, it was a bicycle yeah. shop. And, I mean, it's a bicycle shop. Can we not take ourselves too seriously? And, <laughs> you know, you, you would have guys, I mean, one of my favorite people ever. I mean, this dude couldn't do enough for you. Um, he was at the Waterloo Cut store when I was there. The guy called Connor Hosking, who's creative genius bmx a real good lad um a punk but in a in that kind of like like i don't know i almost want to call him like a business punk or something because he's he's very productive and very good at what he does but he's very like punky but he's a really good lad and i remember him not being able to do enough you know and, and if i had done something stupid like he would call you on it and he would in the end, I yeah, mean, he's been told by a lot of people, I'd never hire you because of your tattoos and your hand tattoos and your arm tattoos and the tunnels and the, the piercings and all this stuff. But you've you've never seen him work. You've never seen him talk to people. You've never seen this guy who I judge so harshly walk up to a tiny little old conservative lady and make her day. You've never seen that. So don't talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, um, like, um, like Namika, my girlfriend, she's got her form tattooed, but she's like so scared to go further because obviously we have hot days. You can't wear short sleeve then. She has to wear long sleeves. Mm. And you no, know, <laughs> not every aircon is always working. Yeah. So like in her industry, uh, being the hotel industry, like they have, they were so strict. You know, you can't have certain earrings, you can't have certain things. You you can't show tattoos. You and I'm like, but why? Yeah. What what's changing? Is it changing your personality? Is it changing the way you speak to people? Like, what is it changing? Honestly, it's to me, it's it's really not as bad as what people think. The people, the mindset of the people is old school where it's mob gangsters, um, criminals. That's what, or they are in the badass bikers. Like, that's where the mind's at. Like, you know, the people that just destroyed and, um, pretty much just destroyed everything and just created hot, 
havoc. Havoc. So yeah, it's when it comes to that, it's just people think of the worst things ever, and I'm not. I agree. It's really not like that anymore. It's way more free. Oh, I literally walk around. When I see someone without a tattoo, I'm like, oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I, if I speak to someone, they're like, yeah, I've got tattoos. I'm like, where? Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it. It's like, yeah. no, it's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah. And yeah. And I'm like, why don't you get it somewhere you can see? Oh, because of work. Fuck work. What are they going to do? Yeah. They've already hired you. They're saying your contract, you're not allowed tattoos to be shown. And they're like, yeah. Well, then get something that people can actually see. Hmm. They're like, but why? I'm like, because it's beautiful. Hmm. You get something that people can see. Yeah, they're going to look at you, but I mean, they're going to look at you because of your tattoo. That's, That's pretty. I was like, yeah, I've stopped at a petrol station and people have seen like a form. Hmm. It says family. And um, I'd stop at the petrol station and like I just hand my keys and guy like, down there would be like, I love your form. <laughs> what? I'm like, what mm-hmm. goes like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. and he's shocked, dude. <laughs> and then put his heart on, never mind. Thanks. I mean, like, you know, yeah. it's cool. That's why I love it. You know, that's how, I'm, like I said, I said to you earlier in this whole video, like, I love this industry. It's, you meet really cool people. You meet some fucking crazy people. You get some people that are just over the top and, like, they bring you down, but I mean, Every industry, tell me an industry where, you, bro, you you literally work for yourself. Tell me, there's a day that someone doesn't run you to shit, or like doesn't doesn't try and make your day terrible. Every you single literally, day, man. you literally work for yourself. And yeah, you even have it. Yeah, so you're never gonna get away from people. No, bro. that's why I just try and make the best of it. I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> someone gives me that shit. Lot, I'm, Someone gives me shit, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fix it's it. Wonderful. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And then it's, it's been so cool to talk to you about this stuff. I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, I've completely lost track of time. I've, this thing isn't showing me yeah, how me long too. we've been talking for. But the, is there anything that you want to say as a sort of last thought, as like a sign off type of a thing? That you want people to know or feel or learn? Don't take anything serious. Just keep looking forward. Um, yeah, things hurt. Especially when it's, if it's someone that like means a lot to you. Um, if they say something that really hurts, it sucks. Like I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I do it to my, I do it myself. Some people, and then after, I'm like, sure, I said that. I'm sorry. Um, so. Just don't take everything too serious. Just keep looking forward and moving on. Um, if you have any tips or tricks for me um, on piercings maybe that I haven't done or ways that you do it, let me know. I'm always excited to learn or hear someone else's method of, of the way things are done. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Lovely, man. That's awesome. I love that attitude, that constantly learning. It's fantastic. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for this. This was fun. (laughs) Lots of fun. Let's do it again, bro. Definitely. Fucking definitely. (laughs) Take care of yourself, man. I'm off to drive. I'm about. And uh, I'll I'll chat to you later. Sweet, bro. Much love.